Entrepreneur on Fire 568. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Did someone say 40,000 titles? Audiobooks.com has some of your favorite business titles and they're all delivered straight to your headphones. You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Fire Nation. FreshBooks is the simple online accounting solution built for small business owners just like you. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days. Visit getfreshbooks.com and enter fire in the how did you hear about us section. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Leon Dolan. Leon, are you prepared to ignite? I am totally yes. prepared. <laughs> Leon is a writer, broadcaster, and digital entrepreneur. She has created two of the most successful talk shows in media properties for women on the web, Satellite Sisters and The Chaos Chronicles. She's appeared on CBS Sunday Morning, The Oprah Winfrey Show, and Blog Her. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Leon, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is really fun to be on the other end of yes. the questioning for right. a chance because <laughs> I've done so much on the other side. But um, yeah, you know, I am. I think of myself as a very small media empire, John. Um, in addition to Satellite Sisters, I also do the Chaos Chronicles, as you mentioned. And those are two properties that we started as multi-platform, you know, digital uh, th- products 15 years ago, actually. We started Satellite Sisters, and then the Chaos Chronicles came along about 10 years ago. Um, and from that, we've really been able, as a group, I do Satellite Sisters with my four real sisters, that's the concept. <laughs> as a group, we've been able to branch out creatively. We've written books, magazine columns, we've been on tour with Oprah Winfrey, uh, we've done a lot of speaking, and then personally, I've been able to use the platforms to really kind of delve more into the creative stuff I'm interested in. So I've published novels, and I've written TV pilots. But all in all, you know, overall, what I do is kind of communicate about uh, what it's like to be a contemporary woman in today's society and hopefully do that in an informed way. That's a lot of fun. So that's, you know, that's the bottom line of what, what my business is. Wow. Four sisters working together. I only have one sister and I love her to death, but I can't imagine working with her. So kudos to you for that, Leanne. And I can't wait to dive into your entire journey because it's so fascinating. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Leanne, take it away. Okay, this is one that we developed as our motto at Satellite Sisters um, in the late 90s when we started that. But I think it still resonates today. And it's this, not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. And what we were driving at then and driving at now is that you never know when you're going to be sitting next to somebody uh, on a bus, you know, on a plane, at a cocktail party, at your college reunion, at a bar one night, and you're going to have a conversation that will literally change your life. So to me, that always represents just keeping your ears open and keeping your mind open that at any moment, any moment, you could learn something that is going to make the rest of your life different. 
I feel like it's really applicable today, even more so than when we cooked it up 14 years ago, because people are so distracted today. I worry that people aren't really listening to conversations because they're also checking their cell phones or looking at their <laughs> tablets or, you know, trying to do a million other things. But the bottom line is usually the stuff that really matters is the stuff where you actually look somebody in the eye and say, what can I do? Hmm, that's a good idea. Can you help me? Those are the conversations that make the big difference. So, Leanne, here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love telling stories. And I'm going to kind of set a precedent for you here by telling a quick story of my own that is really resonates with this quote that you shared because, you know, a handful of years ago, I go out on this random camping trip to Joshua Tree here in California. And, you know, it was with a bunch of my friends and we had a late minute ad of the cousins of like one of the friends, just this guy that randomly ended up joining. And so here we are, we're having a great time. You know, the campfire is roaring. I find myself sitting next to this guy and we dive into a conversation about entrepreneurship, which I wasn't that familiar with. I mean, I had lived the life of a corporate and I was an officer in the army. And he tells me of this podcast by Andrew Warner, Mixergy. And I was like, wow, I'm going to go back and listen to that. And long story shortly, and that little conversation started that little pebble rolling down the hill that is now snowballed and become a boulder that is now entrepreneur on fire, all from that little side comment on that really random story. So like to your point, you never know, Fire Nation, what conversation is going to lead you where. So have an open mind and have conversations and lean. Yes, right. Listen. Really <laughs> listen. listen. Take the time to talk to people and listen. It's yeah. not all online. <laughs> that one comment of him about Andrew Warner and Mixergy got me listening to podcasts for the first time, got me thinking about having a business of my own. And here we are today. And Leanne, what I want to do now is take the spotlight and turn it to you. You're our featured guest today and you've had an amazing journey. And I want you to really, you know, realize that story that I just told is what we're really looking for here at Entrepreneur on Fire. I want you to take us to your own set of campfires, to your own conversations, to that point in your journey when you failed, when you fell, Leanne, flat on your face. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. All right. So the year I'm taking you back to 2008, Yay. which let's just face it was a terrible year. Uh, so that was not a good year for anyone. Um, but particularly for us at the time, Satellite Sisters, we had been on the air for seven years as a radio show. Uh, we started on public radio. We raised all our own money. We moved to ABC Radio in 2003, and at that point in 2008, we were on the air six days a week, Whoa. three hours a day of syndicated live radio, and we were a profitable, award-winning radio show. And then in the fall of 2008, our parent company, the Walt Disney Company, decided to sell off the radio division, and we found ourselves without a distributor. And we thought, really, John, we thought, well, you know, we're an award-winning money-making show. We'll find another home. Sure. But it was 2008, and the bottom was falling out of the economy, and particularly the media business was just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, and our opportunities just disappeared. And on radio, which was our, our home, our primary business, um, it was just a very divisive uh, environment there because the election was so divisive. And so there really wasn't room on anyone's stage anymore for, you know, five women that wanted to, you know, intelligently discuss the world and their lives and the news and maybe had a difference of opinion, but it wasn't dogmatic. We could not find a home. And um, we had supported ourselves for a year. 
uh, you know, doing our own show, underwriting it ourselves, putting it online, uh, keeping it going with our own money. But it was really in 2008 that we just had to call it quits. People needed to, you know, have health insurance and pay the mortgage. My sisters are, you know, came from nursing and teaching and we had a great run on the radio, but it felt like it was time to just call it quits. And I remember just spending the first month of unemployment, I had been used to working six days a week, just sitting on the couch in my sweatpants watching Sweet Home Alabama, you know, which is a, which is a very good movie, by the way, but in song, not, in song, not a career. It's not a career. And I, I thought I have to get off this couch. I have to get out of these sweatpants. What would Reese Witherspoon do? Uh, you know, but I thought, well, I don't have anything else to do. I, unlike my sisters who had come from marketing and academics and nursing, I had always been a writer and producer. I had always been in the media business. And I still really, really believed in the concept of Satellite Sisters. I couldn't believe that we couldn't make a go of it. So I took 2009. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to get a job in the media because there weren't any actual traditional jobs. So I was just going to have to make my own way. Um, and uh, so I took 2009 to write my first novel. Uh, to develop the Chaos Chronicles as a podcast, which had it started as a column in Working Mother magazine for many years. I wrote that, and then it was segments on Satellite Sisters, but I created the website and the blog and the podcast. You know how it goes. And and then I still kept plugging away on Satellite Sisters because I still believed. So I re-edited old shows. I reposted stuff. I got us a few sponsors. I just kind of hustled because I wasn't ready to, to let it go. And then as 2010 dawned, I was just so thrilled to be done with the, the horror that was 2009. Um, but one thing I did in 2009 was I did not worry about a single listener, reader. I, I, I just wanted the content to be great. And so I focused on making the content of everything I did great, figuring people would find us on the web who would listen to us on the radio. You know, I would get the book published. Maybe the Chaos Chronicles would take off as a solo journey. And in 2010, all those things happened. I sold my first novel. It became a bestseller. Uh, Satellite Sisters, we regrouped. People missed doing the show. Our audience found us again. We started producing regularly and getting sponsors again. And then the Chaos Chronicles not only became a hit podcast, but I also sold it to Nickelodeon and developed a TV pilot around it. So like I was so low at the end of 2008 and by the end of 2010, I had all those things going, but the low was low. It was hard. I love happy endings, Leanne. And here we are <laughs> talking about a happy ending. Well, it's not a happy ending, but it's a happy point yeah. in your journey because that journey continues. And you use the word focus a few times, Leanne. And I know Fire Nation's ears pricked up a little bit. You said focus on making content great. And that's such valuable information. That's such valuable knowledge to share with our listeners today because, listen, there's so many things going on in this world. There's so many bright, shiny objects that we can chase, Liam. But when we focus on just doing something great, one thing, such great things can result from that. And Liam, you've listened to a couple shows. So yep. maybe you have, maybe you haven't heard me say this, but what is the acronym for FOCUS? I don't know. I what stumped you. You did. Follow one course until success. Stealing that. Stealing it's totally that. steal it. I want to see it in the next chronicle of <laughs> chaos and it'll be so powerful. So Fire Nation knows I love that word. I love that acronym. I actually 
really point my success in Entrepreneur on Fire to just that. Because for the first six months, Leon, of Entrepreneur on Fire, all I did was produce 180 episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire. I wasn't focused on everything else that was, you know, possible to distract me, but I just wanted to create a great podcast because, you know, unlike you, I did not have broadcasting experience. I did not have an online presence. I had to, you know, work for all that and I knew to get there was by focus. So what a great life lesson. And Boil it down for us. One clear takeaway, Leanne, that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from that point in your life. You can rebuild yourself. It may take time, but you can rebuild it. I did not think that, um, I didn't think I had the energy to do it, John. I felt like we had already done it with Satellite Sisters. We had worked so hard. We had raised all our own money. I was like, can we do it again? Those sweatpants were so comfortable. It was so comfortable. (laughs) Uh, And so I was Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So yummy. But, you know, it it was that you can, you can do it again. It was, there was a shot at a second chance and um, I just took a little patience. Mm. I love that. And I love Ben and Jerry's, but I'll tell you more than anything, I love my New York City based Jenny's ice cream. That, <laughs> once you go Jenny's land, you don't go okay. back. Okay. So <laughs> let's go to the other end of the spectrum now. Let's talk about an aha moment. And Leanne, I got to chat with you a little bit in the pre interview chat that we had. And you're just such an inspiring woman. I mean, I know you have these aha moments all the time. But what I want you to do for Fire Nation today is zero in on one that really was a great story of a time that you had a light bulb that went off in your journey. And Leanne, tell Fire Nation the steps that you took to turn that moment into success. Okay. All right. One really sticks out and it is Satellite Sisters related. When we first created the idea that it was going to be, we're going to do a show like the way women really sounded and really talked to each other. And man, you, we had no radio experience at the time. Uh, you know, it was so clear in our heads what that show sounded like. Mm. And it turned out that our first production partner was public radio, sort of unusually our home station was WNYC in New York. Mm. Um, that required us to go out and raise a lot of our own money and really form an LLC, which we hadn't anticipated. And, you know, public radio, they produce great stuff. It is high quality. It is, highly produced radio and for us it always felt like it wasn't quite the right fit quite the show we had envisioned but it was close enough and we were happy and we were learning a lot and then you know something really tragic happened of course uh september 11th um our home station was a block away from the trade towers and uh they lost their um they lost their antenna to broadcast but they also all their studios were closed because of damage sure. so we ended up doing what had been a 1 hour highly produced weekly show we ended up going over to the Sirius studios they donated them to um public radio they weren't even on the air at the time Sirius and um we ended up doing our first live shows john and we had never done live terrifying. radio before terrifying but opening, eye-opening, the aha moment. Like here we were two weeks after September 11th going on the air. I had two sisters that lived downtown in New York at the time. They had had terrifying days that day. Our whole staff was badly shaken. The concept of our show was that we had people checking in from all over the world about their reaction. It was like the best hour of radio we had ever produced by far. And it was a light bulb moment for us. Like, 
this was the show that we were meant to do, this live show where we weren't sort of forced into, um, you know, the professional roles that the public radio hosts do so well. We were really allowed to be more of ourselves on the air to bring our personalities and our lives to the air. And even in this terrible moment, that was especially important because we were just mimicking the conversations that everyone was having. And um, unbelievably, uh, the guy who would become our boss at ABC heard those shows. And he thought so too. He thought like, this is the show they should be doing. And so we had an opportunity to move from public radio to ABC about a year later because of those shows. And it was kind of controversial because, oh, we were going to the big bad commercial radio. And oh, we didn't take a lot of time to explain the business to uh, aspect to our listeners, but public radio was not going to be funding shows like ours anymore. They were going to do news programming. But we also had a boss at ABC that believed in us and believed in our sound and got what we were trying to do. And, I, you know, when you find a business partner that understands that, you know that you found someone special. And for us, it was a huge creative leap, these live shows, but it was a huge business leap for us too. And it was the best move we could have made. So again, Liam, break this down because there's so many incredible golden nuggets from this. You know, you were kind of in this role where, you know, you had parameters you had to stay within. It was highly produced. It was a week's worth of work for an hour of content. Then now here you are producing one hour of content and it's a one hour show because it's live and you're doing it there and, and you are just resonating with the people that are calling in and the stories and the messages and the themes. What's one takeaway that you had from that experience you can share with Fire Nation that we can right now apply to our journeys? Be true to your creative vision. If you know what you want to execute and it's not quite right the way you're executing it now, don't be afraid to take that big leap to get it right. So, Lean, you've had a lot of these moments for obvious reasons. I mentioned a lot of them in the intro, but share with Fire Nation right now your proudest entrepreneurial moment. I'm glad you're asking me this question because we've had a lot of, you know, personally and and collectively through Satellite Sisters and my own personal work, I feel like we've had a lot of great creative moments. We've won a lot of great awards. Uh, you know, we've been on stage with Oprah Winfrey. Uh, we've had books published. That is all so great. But I think people don't realize that we also ran the business behind the scenes that we formed an LLC that my sister and I do all of um, you know we raised money to get the show on the air we worked with the sponsors we brought those sponsors in we you know worked with their ad campaigns and that was all sort of sight unseen and so I remember distinctly the day that our boss from ABC came in and we were in the same stable as as radio hosts like Sean Hannity um, uh and he proudly announced that our price per ratings point was the highest on the network. What? That the people who advertised on our show paid more per ratings point than the people that advertised on shows like Sean Hannity. And it was a great moment for a bunch of reasons, um, mainly because we had a clause in our contract that said, we're not going to do ads that we think um, – are an affront to women, basically, because a lot of commercial radio was filled with ads for like, you know, wacky plastic surgery or miracle weight loss or, you know, you know, anti-aging creams that were never going to work. We don't want to do those ads. So when we first moved to ABC, we said no to a bunch of, you know, possible sponsors. And that did not go over well with the sales team. But we stuck to our vision that we knew what women wanted, that we felt, you know, like we could reach that audience. We could bring in really good uh, 
uh, national sponsors because we had a genuine relationship with our audience. And that's exactly what happened. You know, our list of sponsors was JCPenney and it was Dove and it was J&J. And it was very different than some of the other people on the network, which is why our, our ratings um, dollar per point was so much higher. So we stuck to our guns. And that actually is my proudest moment as an entrepreneur, as a business person, because that was a plan that we executed. We said no, but we knew what we wanted and we got there. Lena, I love this message that you're conveying to Fire Nation right now that it means something this day and age to have a vision, to to be authentic to that vision and to stand up for that vision. And that's everything that you guys did. And by doing that, you won. You were the highest, you know, you had the highest CPMs per that rating point. That is such powerful knowledge for Fire Nation to really take in. And, you know, I've always look to employ that exact same mentality here at Entrepreneur on Firely. And my sponsors for this show are entrepreneurial companies that can help my listeners, my avatars, Fire Nation right now. You know, whether it be LegalZoom for forming LLCs, whether it be 99designs for designs, I have turned away companies that were willing to pay double my current rates that I just knew weren't right for Fire Nation. You know, one specifically, I had a company that wanted to do payday loans. And I, coming from corporate finance and just really being semi-intelligent with finance, <laughs> I know how horrible <laughs> right. those are. And I was never going to promote that to Fire Nation for a dollar amount because that would, you know, hopefully Fire Nation would lose faith in me because they should. And I would never, ever do that. So you've done it with Satellite Sisters. You know, I've done it with Entrepreneur on Fire. We've both come out on top because of it. So I commend you for that, Lean. And it's really a perfect segue into what I want to talk about next because you've had quite the journey, Lean. You've mm-hmm. had some ups, you've had some downs, and that's the entrepreneurial journey, this emotional roller coaster. Share with Fire Nation how you keep some semblance. And I know it's only some because that's all we can do, but some semblance of a balance. I work on the things I really like. So uh, that's, you know, I enjoy what I work on primarily is the stuff I really love. And that's creating fun stuff. That's creating great content. That's doing the writing. And I grind through um, the the stuff I don't like, which is taxes <laughs> and, and accounting and things like that. Or you just hire a really good CPA. I know. I know. <laughs> we, we, have, we have a lot of stuff. But ultimately, when you're an entrepreneur, a lot of that comes to you. You know, you know what that's like. Like, I, I mean, as the writer in the group, I always, I, I write everything from the novels to the business plans to the sponsorship deals. So, um, so for me, the balance is just doing, sticking to the stuff I really like. And it is hard to say no because you, I get asked to do a lot of stuff, right. a lot of speaking and, uh, traveling and some of it's great. But I figured out now at this point in my life what actually is really great and what actually just sounds great on paper. So really just saying yes to a couple of things and, and, and no to a lot more is super helpful for me. It's so true, Leanne. And I used to struggle with this profusely, but now I can honestly proclaim proudly, and I do often, that I am on the no train because being on the no train, Leanne, it allows me to serve Fire Nation so much more. And that's why I do what I do. You know, of course, it sounds great to fly to Sarasota, Florida tomorrow to speak in front of a room of 35 people. Like, yeah, that's fun. I get to travel and I'm going to speak and get to interact. But, you know, being here focused in my studio, creating content that I'm going to be able to push out to, you know, the 550,000 unique downloads that I had last month for this podcast, that's powerful. That's where my focus and best influence lies. 
Right. And that's, well, you summed it up better than I did. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Leanne, you heard of Fire Nation. Leanne said I summed it up better than her. (laughs) So Oprah Winfrey, if you're listening, yes, I am available. But Leanne, what I do want to do, I want to bring things to present time. I want to talk about today because you have a lot of exciting things going on. And I want you to share with Fire Nation just one thing that has you really fired up right now. It is the podcast that we do. Yes. And I think if you had asked me that, well, five years ago, I wouldn't have said that because we didn't have the technology out there. There wasn't the mobile technologies to support the listener finding the podcast. So true. And it wasn't as easy to broadcast. It was kind of a pain in the neck five or six years ago. And now, you know, both sides of the equation have made it really easy for people to contribute their voices in whatever field they want. And um, for the first time, we have always gone out and gotten our own sponsors and that is a rough road yeah as you know you have good years and bad it takes a lot of time to cultivate those relationships it is always worth it um, but you've earned your money at the end of the day when you find those sponsors but for the first time now I have people coming to me because podcasts are now people get it they understand what they are people can listen to them our numbers are there and that to me is job security because we love doing satellite sisters and we love doing the I love doing the chaos chronicles and so to be able to carry on and do that as a primary communication tool is fantastic and to be able to you know have the sponsorship to make that possible so it's worth it for people to spend their time doing it is great so i am really excited about podcasting yay <laughs> I mean, Leon, I am for all the same reasons. Podcast listeners are a captive, engaged audience. They know, like, and trust the host, which in the case of your podcast, Leon, is you, and which in the case of Entrepreneur on Fire is me. And the sponsors realize that, and they want to get in front of our audiences when we use our own voice, our own personalities to share experiences with those products or services that our sponsors are promoting, because then they know that our audience that trusts us is likely going to use it if it's a good fit. And so that's how Entrepreneur on Fire is generating over $40,000 every single month on sponsorships alone. And we're booked out through July, Leanne. That's amazing. Good for you. And that, I don't think six or seven years ago, as good as your creative product was, would have been, uh, you wouldn't have had that opportunity. No way. No, it's totally a game changer. That mobile phone that you brought up is so true. It's such a big 24-hour, seven days a week. Everybody's within arm reach of Entrepreneur on Fire, you know, of Leon Dolan. I mean, they can listen to you whenever, wherever. Powerful stuff. And Leon, you and I could talk about this all day. We're obviously passionate about podcasting, about entrepreneurship. You have an amazing journey that we could just dissect, but we're about to dive into the lightning round right after a word from our sponsors. Fire Nation. For entrepreneurs, it seems like it's always tax time. And if you're not using FreshBooks, your life is a mess right now. Hunting for receipts, digging through invoices, going through every record one by one, the worst. FreshBooks is the simple cloud accounting solution that makes tax time a breeze. With FreshBooks, you can create professional-looking invoices, capture and track expenses, and get real-time business reports with just a couple clicks. Work from anywhere with FreshBooks mobile apps for your phone and tablet. The sooner you start using FreshBooks, the sooner you can start focusing on the work you love. Focus on your work, Fire Nation, not on your paperwork. 
Right now, FreshBooks is giving our listeners a 30-day free trial to make tax time a breeze. To get started, visit GetFreshBooks.com and enter FIRE in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's GetFreshBooks.com and enter FIRE in the How Did You Hear About Us section when signing up. Thanks to Audiobooks.com, I've listened to more than four audiobooks in the last month alone. It's not that I don't love reading, but being able to listen allows me to still get other stuff done, like working out or driving at the same time. There are a ton of things I love about audiobooks.com, but one thing that really gets me fired up is their great selection of business titles. Remember hearing Tim Ferriss' interview on EO Fire? What about Gary Vaynerchuk? Well, Audiobooks has titles like The 4-Hour Workweek and Crush It, waiting in their online library just for you, along with over 40,000 others. I also love their membership benefits. When you become a member, you'll get one audiobook per month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Sound like a great deal? You can get started today by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Once you sign up, you'll get your first book free. That's audiobooks.com slash fire. We have actually reached my favorite part of this show, which is the lightning rounds, where okay. you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound okay. like a plan? Whoa, okay. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I did not think of myself as a business person. I thought of myself as a creative person. Um, so when we started Satellite Sisters, the business piece of it was something I really had to like rev myself up for. And then I figured out like, oh, I can do this. I can figure this out. I get contracts. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. But mainly it was just sort of, um, you know, the words I used to describe myself. I didn't think of myself as a business person. So, uh, and, and now I do. And I'm proud of that. What is the best advice, Leanne, you've ever received? Early in my career, I was very fortunate to work at Nike for five years. I worked as a producer in their film and special events division. It was my first job out of college, and um, this was Nike of the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, it was a really lean, mean, entrepreneurial machine at the time, and if you could do it, you would get the opportunity to do it there. And I felt like Nike working there, John, was like a combination of going to Harvard Business School oh. and USC Film School. You know, it was just um, the right moment in time to be there. And one of the things that was so evident to me there, and I thought this was the way corporate America worked, was that no one ever said no. Like you'd be in a meeting and you would get asked to do the craziest thing. Like, hey, could you do this film about so and so and have it done in a week and then, you know, put it in a giant trade show in Germany? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> and then people would go back to their office and go, okay, how are we going to get that done? But I never heard anyone say, mm, no, you know, their advertising slogan at the time they just come out with, of course, was the famous just do it. And, but that was the attitude from the CEO down. Uh, and I didn't understand how special that was until I left Nike and I went to work freelance for the NFL and Major League Baseball. And then we ended up in public radio and I worked for the Walt Disney Company. Sheesh. And then I saw most people in corporate America say no first and then they say yes. But at Nike, the mantra was, you know, say yes and figure it out. You know, just do it. And I, I still think that's the best piece of business advice I've ever received. Leon, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Without a doubt, a sense of humor. 
I think in particular women, um, when they reach a certain point in their careers or even early in their careers, they feel like they have to be really serious to be taken seriously. And those are two different things. Um, I take my work really seriously, but I don't take myself very seriously. So I'm always happy to share a laugh or a foible or admit a mistake. I I feel like I'm a fun person to have on a business trip. On a podcast? Yeah, on a podcast. (laughs) And I... I feel like a sense of humor gives you perspective. And I, I think, um, I think that's really important in business, but particularly if you're a woman. Leanne, share an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with. All right. I'm just going to appeal to my pod people and say Stitcher. I think it's a fantastic app. If you're a fan of spoken word podcasts, um, they're all there. They're curated for you. There's so much to be learned out there, and there are so many people contributing to the big conversation. I think it's a great app, Stitcher. Love it. Fire Nation, go give Leon's podcast a five-star rating and review. Okay, now you're back, Fire Nation. Welcome back. And you can find the links to this resource, Stitcher, which I know, Fire Nation, you already know and love, and everything else that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Leon Dolan. And Leon, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Okay, I'm going to a personal favorite. Um, It's Personal History, the Autobiography of Catherine Graham. And she's a woman in media. She obviously, she ran the Washington Post for many years. But I think her story is particularly important to millennials. And I know you, you have a lot of millennials that listen True to that. the show. And I feel for millennials because um, they feel like they have to like hit it big by 26 yeah. or else they're all washed <laughs> up. You know, I'm, I feel so sorry for you. Although I'm raising millennials and I keep saying, <laughs> just find that one good app. Just invent that one good app, kids. But I think Catherine Graham's story of how she ran the Washington Post is a testament to the fact that your career is long and your life is longer, you know, and you never know what's going to be thrown at you. She inherited the mantle um, from her husband, who nowadays would be characterized as a manic depressive and shot himself. And, you know, she stepped in when he committed suicide. It was unheard of. And what she accomplished and what she overcame in her life, what she accomplished in her business career is inspiring. So it's been out, um, you know, a decade. It won the Pulitzer Prize, but it's Personal History by Catherine Graham. Wow. Well, that's now on my to-read list. Being the oldest millennial that you can, I just snuck under that millennial age group, Leanne, and uh, I resonate. I resonate with millennials. I felt it. I felt it in my 20s, and I now feel it in my early 30s. I mean, you know, it's it's that pressure to just have everything under control at such a young age. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Leanne, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, well, first I'd just start with a good haircut and highlights. So that's about <laughs> half the budget, okay? Yikes. Uh, and then I get a good pair of walking shoes, and then I would get a microphone. 
you know, and I would just start talking. I would just start connecting with people. I would just start conversing and I would just start putting it out there because I always feel like conversation is our best learning tool. And I don't think that will ever change. Conversation is our best learning tool. Leon, you just summed up why I created the entrepreneurial on fire flow that we now have here to make it a conversation about the journey, the story, the life of successful and inspiring entrepreneurs like yourself. And Leon, let's end this on a high note by you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Drop by SatelliteSisters.com. That's the best way to find links to me. And, you know, I'm just going to say what I we say at the end of every show, which is call your satellite sister. Don't be afraid to reach out to the person in your life that means the most to you. They're always happy to hear from you. Oh, love that. And Leon, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today at eofire.com. Dot com. Just type Leon, L-I-A-N, in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And Leon, thank you for being so, so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. My pleasure. Fire Nation, are you ready to take your business to the next level? Then I have three words for you. Webinar on Fire. Webinar on Fire will take you step by step on how to create, present, and convert your webinar. We have done over $500,000 in sales on live webinars in the last five months. If you're looking to sell or pre-sell a product or service, a live or recorded webinar is a must. And Webinar on Fire is your one-stop shop to learn all you need to know. Visit webinaronfire.com to learn more today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 